Hey, and welcome to Dictator for a Day. The podcast where we'd never propose having an actual dictator. I am Dennis Dean, and I am not a dictator for a day. It's more like imagining what you'd do if you won the lottery. What would you do if you were, in fact, dictator for a day? This episode of Dictator for a Day is called Throw the Bums Out. Throw the bum out! The bums are everyone involved in the fentanyl crisis that's killing Americans. Americans today are most concerned with four things. What's that, boss? Hey, Sunder. How you doing, boss? Yeah, not so good. As I was saying, Americans today are concerned with four things. Inflation. Prices are really high. Yeah. Energy. Especially at the gas pump. And uh, home heating oil season coming up. Uh-huh. And crime. Hard to walk down the streets these days. Yeah. And the border. Oh, that thing's non-existent. It is non-existent. It's just not... It's just not there. The result is we've got millions of illegal aliens coming into the country. Five and a half million of them in the last two years, many of them unvetted. We know who they are. And fentanyl being smuggled in across this non-existent border. Millions of doses that are killing Americans. Sounder. Yeah, boss. Grab your calculator. Got it. CDC reports 108,000 drug deaths in this country between February of 2021 and February of 2022. 70% of them are fentanyl poisonings. So do the math. Okay, 108,000, 70%, that's uh, 75,600 people divided by 365. That's 207 people a day. Yeah, dying from fentanyl. Some of the news recently equated that to an airliner crashing every day in this country. We wouldn't put up with that, so why are we putting up with fentanyl? I don't know, boss. I do. The country is putting up with it because the people in charge are doing nothing. Joe Biden started this problem, campaigning for an open border. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. He opened the border just as soon as he got into office. Now, most of the world is trying to get in, and a lot of them are bringing fentanyl with them. The bums, worse than bums, really, but this is sort of a family podcast, are the manufacturers, the dealers, the runners, the countries involved in all this. Now, the manufacturers of the fentanyl are China, India to some degree, and Mexico. The dealers are the gangs. The runners are the illegal aliens smuggling it across the border. But the most culpable people are the politicians and the administration that refuses to do anything in the face of this carnage. And that's what it is. More than 200 people a day dying from fentanyl poisoning. It's not an overdose. That's way beyond that. The fentanyl is being turned into counterfeit drugs, often looks just like oxycodone, Xanax, Adderall. People think they're getting one thing, and they get something else, and they die. The DEA is calling this the single deadliest drug threat ever to the nation. Ever. Boss, I'm reading up on this stuff. It's kind of amazing. Fentanyl is 50 times more potent than heroin, 100 times more potent than codeine. Yeah, that's right. Just two milligrams is fatal. How much is that? Not a lot. Grab a salt shaker. Got one. Unscrew the lid. Carefully count out 10, maybe 11 grains of salt. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Got him. See how small that is? That's about 2 milligrams. That's enough to kill you. So you could take that in and never know it. Fentanyl is the number one cause of death among Americans, 18 to 45. That's more than COVID-19, suicide, and car accidents. And you can lay every one of those deaths at Joe Biden's feet. 
and members of the administration, like Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. What's their response been? Crickets, boss. That's it. Or they flat out lie about it. Much of the mainstream news media is also culpable because they can't report anything bad about the Biden administration. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along. There's an organization, uh, Families Against Fentanyl, familiesagainstfentanyl.org. It calls the problem the poisoning of America. Well, I say it's a war on America. And here's the path it's taking. It starts in China and to some degree in India where the chemicals used to make fentanyl are made. Almost all of those go to Mexican drug cartels. The cartels then package the fentanyl into other drugs, like Xanax and Adderall, counterfeit oxycodone, and ship them to the U.S. to be sold on the black market. Actually, they smuggle them into the U.S. to be sold on the black market. Most Americans who die of fentanyl-related deaths aren't aware that they've taken fentanyl. They're just gone. Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, says four out of every 10 counterfeit pills that tested come back positive for a potentially lethal dose of fentanyl. As we said, that's two milligrams, about the size of 10 to 12 grains of table salt. One parent with an addicted son said education is the key, was talking to Fox News and said, people need to be talking to their kids. They need to be telling them not to try anything. They need to be scrutinizing the texts of their children under the age of 18 I'd say all their kids, and educate them in the sense that these things, even antidepressants, can be laced. Everyone sooner or later will have somebody they know that's been affected by this. But I think this is more than something to be fought with education. Education is important, but we've got to go farther. It's a fentanyl crisis. It's a border crisis. They're the same crisis. And that crisis is a war. On America. Total impact on the U.S. is just astounding. 207 fentanyl poisonings a day. That's devastating American families. Think of all the people each day that find out a loved one has died for no reason. Plus, we've got millions of illegal aliens flooding into the country, often unvetted, ending up who knows where to do who knows what. Vote? I mean, there's evidence the Biden administration, the Democrats, want to give these people the right to vote. I don't think so. Also, all along the border, you've got local budgets decimated because U.S. towns and cities like Nogales, Arizona, haven't got the budget to handle all these people who are showing up. They just come across and there they are. Oh, now what do we do with them? Yeah, and then you get a few of them show up at Martha's Vineyard or a couple hundred in the city of New York, and they're whining and crying like babies wanting their mamas. Yeah, uh, pretty ironic. They're getting a little taste of their own thing. These sanctuary cities that, yeah, not really a sanctuary today, thank you. Move along. There's also a suspicion, well, it's not even a suspicion, that some of the people crossing the border illegally are terrorists. They are terrorists. They've arrested people on the terrorist watch list. They're coming in from something like 140 countries around the world. That includes Somalia and Yemen, which are hotbeds of terrorist training. Also China, Russia, Pakistan, and others. I mean, this is not just people coming up from Central and South America. The other issue here is that drug overdoses or poisonings from fentanyl aren't just the only problem fentanyl presents. No, boss? Oh, no. No. Fentanyl 
can be weaponized. How do you do that, boss? Well, it's actually already been weaponized at least once. About two decades ago, the Russian army used it to end a hostage crisis. As I recall, it was in a theater. They turned the fentanyl into an aerosol spray and sprayed it into the room. Well, they didn't realize the stuff was so potent, they ended up killing more than 120 hostages in the process. Wow. Yeah. So if this is a war on America with a chemical that can be weaponized, we need to do what other people are suggesting and classify fentanyl as a weapon of mass destruction and, in effect, declare war back. 17 state attorneys general and the attorney general of Guam have asked the Biden administration to classify fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction. The letter said, we ask you to consider classify." this is a letter to the president, President Biden. We ask that you consider classifying illegal fentanyl as a weapon of mass destruction, or if you conclude you do not have authority to do so, urge Congress to pass legislation to do so. Their logic is that designating fentanyl as a weapon of mass destruction would require the Department of Homeland Security and the DEA to coordinate with other agencies or parts of agencies, including the Defense Department, about fentanyl. Ah, okay. Now we get the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, the DEA. So we got the cops and the military putting their brains together and thinking about all the different new ways to disrupt what foreign companies and drug cartels and others are involved in to make this more expensive or more difficult, or just really eliminated entirely. So we discover that, you know, 100 miles south of Juarez, there's a suspicious-looking place, and we get intelligence that confirms they're making hundreds of thousands of fentanyl pills every day, and they're making this stuff look like candy. And they're the ones that are packaging it in nerds' boxes and Skittles packaging. And one day, strangely, poof, the plant just disappears. Hmm. Oh, got to ramp up our methods, folks. It's a war. And I don't say that lightly. I'm, I'm, I'm being very, very serious about it. We should declare this stuff weapon of mass destruction. There is bipartisan support for it. This past October, three pieces of legislation were introduced in the House of Representatives, urging the Biden administration to declare fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction. These came from a Republican, a Democrat, and um, I think another Republican. Anyway, these are H.R. 8030, H.R. 1172, H.R. 1327. So there is bipartisan support for this. I don't know if we could get all of the Democrats to stand up and support it, but there is bipartisan support for this thing, plus the letter from the attorneys general, plus urging from a lot of other Americans. So if I were dictator for a day, I would classify fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction. What about close the border, finish the wall? Yep, I would definitely do that, Sounder. Instead of hiring 87,000 new IRS agents, I'd use that money to hire more Border Patrol officers. Good idea. Everybody's going to like that one. Mm-hmm. I'd hit China, Mexico, and any other involved nation where it really hurts their economies. I put China on notice that if the manufacture of fentanyl ingredients doesn't stop, we start ratcheting up and adding more tariffs on Chinese goods. That's going to hurt a little bit here at home, maybe a lot in some cases, but we're talking about 200 plus lives a day. Do the same with Mexico? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Cut back on or stop importing goods from Mexico. We'd also tell Mexico, look, this, this stuff is now a weapon of mass destruction. So either you take care of the culprits or we will. We'll be nice. We'll offer to help Mexico do it, but they have to do it. Go get them, boss. Well, Mexico's out of control anyway, has been for years. Maybe we can help them regain control. We can't make any bones about it. It's a war, and we're on the losing side. China's not our friend. We get COVID-19 from them. Fentanyl is coming in from them. They're also intellectual property thieves. And they're doing all kinds of other things I don't even have time to get into. So it's time to get serious here, friends. It's time to get tough again. We have 200-plus people today whose lives we could save. That number's going to grow. They could be your family members, your brothers, sisters, sons, daughters. We can't wait. I'll go back to this letter from the 18 attorneys general again. It says, and we're talking about the weaponization here, again, given fentanyl's lethality, it's low cost, it's abundant availability. What they're worried about is that waiting for some state to utilize fentanyl as a weapon, like the Russians did, aerosol, you know, turning it into an aerosol, use it as a weapon before it is classified as a weapon of mass destruction, seems to be the same type of reasoning that kept our government from investigating foreign nationals learning to fly airliners, but not land them in the lead up to 9-11. How stupid is that? So that's our choice here. Think about it. Do we want Americans to continue dying? Or do we want to throw the bums out? Throw the bum out! It's a war. Whose side are you on? But listen, we got to go. For more of these podcasts and our written column, please subscribe to dictatorforaday.substack.com. That's dictatorforaday.substack.com. And tell your friends. Tip, the podcasts are more fun. I am Dennis Dean, and I am not a dictator for a day. Hmm. Where'd my field cap and cigar go? Dictator for a Day is sponsored in part by StoryVisionVideo.com. Copyright 2022, Dennis W. Dean. That's me. All rights, but please feel free to spread the word. And thanks for listening.